everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rough Riders Rescue Tales. My name's Christian Meyer. I'm the founder of Rough Riders Saving Dogs on Death Row. We're a nonprofit based out of Reno, Nevada, servicing the Western U.S., uh, trying to get dogs out of kill shelter situations, and working with our partners here to get them into uh, shelters and foster homes and eventually adopted uh, where they have long-term loving homes. In this podcast, we highlight rescue stories. Uh, we also uh, typically do interviews with uh, businesses that are related to the rescue community. And then we also highlight uh, a number of dogs from one of the local shelters uh, that need that little extra attention. Uh, in this week's episode, unfortunately, we don't have an interview, a uh, business interview, but uh, that's okay. We still got a lot to cover. In terms of rescue stories, uh, one of the things since starting this foundation we found is that our reach goes beyond just the local here in Reno, Nevada. Uh, we've got reach uh, not only across the country, but also across the pond to areas of uh, Europe and Asia. And uh, we get a lot of feedback from those of you that uh, live in those areas. And, uh, you know, we, we certainly appreciate it. Our rescue story today comes actually from Sweden. And uh, one of our Instagram followers, uh, Johan Janssen, uh, also goes by Papa Bjorn, uh, reached out and wanted to share the story of his two dogs that uh, were rescued. And uh, uh, the story is, is fantastic. You know, it's one of those things that uh, is inspiring. Uh, it's definitely one of those where, you know, the situation could have been so much worse but uh, there were such kind people in this world, not only from the Janssens, uh, but uh, also the adoption agency as well, who ultimately saved these pups. So uh, let me go ahead and go into uh, Johan and Sophia's story. And uh, obviously, you guys will see uh, where I'm coming from. All right. And this will be a little bit in the first and third person, but these are in the words of Johan and Sophia. So the story about us becoming fur parents to these two puppers pretty much began with Sophia coming home from work to find a super excited Johan. He had found a picture of a fox-coated little mixed breed with the saddest green eyes. Johan, of course, started off by showing Sophia a photo of the little fella, and without any doubt, she fell instantly head over heels in love. He further explained that he had found this little guy through a Swedish adoption agency for Greek stray dogs, and that there had already been a lot of people showing interest uh, in him. We sat down at the dinner table discussing pros and cons about taking a dog like this into our home, especially about any possible risks since we already had Molly the Chihuahua. We then decided to email the agency a biography of us and what we could offer the pup, if he'd ended up in our family. This was around 10.30 on a Friday night, and to our surprise, a woman from the agency replied within a few minutes starting a conversation with questions and answers going both ways. Around midnight, we decided that she'd call us in the morning, which she also did, explaining pretty much everything she knew about the little fox-coated pup. It turned out he and his three other siblings had been shoved in a bag, ditched by the road, and left to their fate. When they were found by a woman working at the puppy shelter, owned by the adoption agency, one of the siblings had already been hit by a car, Unfortunately, it was dead. 
The woman took the pups to the vet, and they were soon diagnosed as severely malnourished and sick with parvovirus, a disease in which the chance of survival is pretty much a 50-50 flip of the coin. Sadly, one of the remaining puppies died from this disease, so only the little fox-coated pupper and his blonde brother survived. We decided we wanted to take in this green-eyed beauty to be part of our family, if the agency found us fit. Luckily, they did. Oh, the joy. The following day, we received the adoption documents, and we started the countdown to when we would get to bring the pup home. The thought kept wandering off to that blonde little pup and what would happen to him now. On Monday, Sophia was browsing the adoption agency's Facebook when she found out that the little blonde brother still was up for adoption. Without a second thought, she called their contact at the agency, asking if they would find it possible for him to join his brother and become part of our family. The adoption agency woman started crying with both joy and relief, explaining not a single soul had showed interest in the blonde pupper, and she would absolutely love for the little guy to join us. Again, everything happened very fast, and during the time Sophia called Johan to tell him they now were getting two fur babies, the new adoption documents were sent by email. So basically, we became mom and dad to these wonderful twin fur babies within 72 hours. Two weeks later, we drove 400 kilometers, or 250 miles for those of us in the U.S., to Arlanda Airport in Stockholm, a journey that took about six hours. Of course, the plane on which the boys would arrive on was delayed, but finally on April 23rd, in the middle of the night, we got to meet our boys for the first time, and it was love at first sight. They were both so small and dirty, it broke our hearts. First thing first was to give them something to eat and drink, and then off to pee before we'd start our six-hour car journey home. Amazingly, the boys slept through the whole car ride, aside from potty breaks every two hours. Our heroes. In the following days, we were in this crazy love days. The boys have been inseparable all along, yet they've adapted incredibly well to the domesticated life as family dogs. They got accepted by Molly the Chihuahua in the blink of an eye and became her foster babies. The cat was kind of shady, but eventually soothed into the new family dynamics. After about a week, we found them all sleeping in a giant pile. Timmy, the blonde pupper, quickly got a spark in his once-so-sad eye. He turned out to be very people-friendly, as long as you have some goodies. He has a great appetite for life and is overall very easygoing. Lufsen, the Swedish name for tramp in the Disney movie Lady and the Tramp, had a severely more shy approach to life from the start. We've been working our asses off getting him to understand that not everything in this world is out to harm him. He immediately bonded with the both of us and shows so much trust and love towards us. But he's without any doubt traumatized from his experiences from earlier in life. At the beginning, it was nearly impossible getting him to walk a couple feet outside since he was so afraid of literally everything. Today, he can casually take a stroll with a soft and loose leash, making continuous eye contact with either one of us being the handler. It's incredibly heartwarming to see the progress our boys have made only these last four months they've lived with us. Apart from growing with explosive speed, gaining from 4 to 5 kilograms, or 9 to 11 pounds, to almost 19 kilograms, that's 42 pounds, each in body weight, they've also come so far mentally. The once fragile, frail, and scared small puppers are today two gorgeous, playful, loving boys who love to snuggle with their mom and dad. It's been a lot of hard work and sleepless nights, but in the end, 
we would do it all over again in a heartbeat. And that was the story of Timmy and Lufsen from Johan and Sophia Janssen. Uh, just a great story about uh, this poor situation where they came from into a loving home. And those are the stories we love to share. If you guys out there have a similar rescue story, please reach out to me. We'd love to hear it and uh, potentially feature it here on the show. Uh, you can find us on our website at roughriders.org. There's a way to contact us there. We're on Gmail. That's roughridersrescues at gmail.com. And then we're also on social media, uh, Instagram at roughridersaves and Facebook, facebook.com forward slash roughridersaves. Please let us know if we can share your rescue story as well. Now, in this part of the podcast, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we would typically have a business that's related to the rescue community come in and interview and uh, give us some more background about who they are and what they do. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have anybody for that segment today. I did, however, want to harken back to our first episode uh, last week with our interview with our friends over at Forever USA. Uh, we are still running the donation promotion. You donate $100 to Forever USA on our behalf here at Rough Riders, and you get a complimentary photo shoot. Uh, it's a great deal. They do great work over there. On top of that, if five people sign up for this program, they're going to give away a $250 gift card uh, to whatever's going to be the best rescue story there. If we get 10 people to sign up, that's a $500 gift certificate. Uh, it's a great deal. Now, the other thing about uh, Forever USA is that if you're here local in the uh, Reno, Nevada area, they are getting ready for their official launch party. That's going to be September 5th at their studio in Midtown uh, from 4 p.m. till about 8 p.m. So definitely check out their Facebook page. Uh, you can get all of the information there. And hopefully we'll see you there at the launch party on September 5th. Now, if you're a business that's involved in the rescue community, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us. Let us know your story. Uh, we'd love to feature you on here and uh, get to know not only what you do, but how you benefit the rescue community a little bit more. On top of that, we're always taking donations. Go to our website, please donate there. And if you are a and if you're in a business that's not associated with the rescue community, you can still give back. Uh, we've got our business partner program right there on the website. Hit partners, business partner program, and it'll break down all the benefits you get from donating with us. Uh, we hope to get your support, and we really appreciate it. Finally, we've reached the unadoptables portion of the podcast. The unadoptables is a cheeky name sort of given in the vein of the expendables of dogs that are available for adoption in the local shelters that need that little extra boost of help. They may have been uh, adopted out and returned a few times. Uh, they may have health issues or behavioral issues that need a little extra attention, or they may just be a specific breed that tends to get overlooked. And unfortunately, uh, there are a number of breeds in the shelters that uh, that happens to be the case for. This week's batch of dogs, we've got three dogs, uh, all come from the Canine Rehabilitation and Sanctuary 
down in Washoe Valley. They were nice enough to uh, let me head on on down there, take some pictures and some videos uh, of three of the sweetest pups you'll ever see. Uh, and you can see those if you go on to our website on the podcast page for this podcast. Uh, we've got uh, pictures of them there, or you can go to the unadoptable section of the website, click on there, and uh, take a look at the different dogs. Uh, there's pictures, and then, of course, uh, we put together a, a nice video that uh, hopefully shows a little bit about the personality of each of these dogs. So with that being said, the first dog we wanted to highlight was Luna. Now Luna is an Akita Shepherd mix. Uh, she's tan and white, uh, very sweet, medium-sized dog. Um, comes from a little bit of a uh, unfortunate background, but you would have never known that in meeting her now. So Luna has been in and out of the shelter system for six years. Keep in mind she's seven. So during her five-year stay at a no-kill shelter, she was adopted and returned four times. After that, she was transferred over to CRCS for training and recovery, and they've had her a little over a year now. After many years in small spaces and hustle environments, you know, basically we just want to find Luna, a nice house with peace and calm. A spacious environment would be great, a large yard. Uh, calm humans uh, obviously would fit her best. She has a lot of energy for her age and is very active. Uh, she loves long walks, hikes, car rides, and uh, being part of an active lifestyle. Uh, while at home, however, uh, she does need to be in an environment that will help her relax and be at peace. Uh, she's mentally and physically tough uh, with a wise soul. And, uh, you know, basically we want to find her a home that sort of matches that personality. Um, as I mentioned, go onto her page on the unadoptable section of our website. You get a sense of her um, demeanor. And she's very receptive. Uh, you can see that, you know, they're working with her, they're training her, and getting her to a point that uh, she's certainly ready to be adopted to find her forever home and uh, hopefully find parents that uh, share that as well. The second dog we wanted to highlight was Smiley. Now, Smiley is a female pit. Uh, she's been in three different shelters over three years. And again, she's just four years of age, so she spent most of her life in shelters. Uh, she ran out of time at each of those shelters and uh, ultimately was transferred to CRCS for recovery training. And uh, the nice thing about CRCS is they don't put a time limit. They won't move her out to another shelter. They certainly won't euthanize her for a period of time um, spent somewhere. They will keep her as long as they need to. But at the same time, Smiley deserves a great home. You know, we want to find somebody who can basically look at her and say, she's the one. Uh, she's a red pit. She's got the cutest smiley. You know, obviously her name's Smiley, so uh, you can see those pictures online. And spend time with her. You know, she'll, she's a snuggle bug. She'll climb right into your lap, nudge her head into your shoulder. Uh, she's very calm. The only thing that uh, she likes to do, you know, really activity-wise is chase small lizards, small critters. Uh, because of that, we don't recommend that she goes to a home that has a cat. But, I mean, really, what dog doesn't like chasing small critters around? You know, she's the type of dog to hang out on her bed uh, and wait while you're at work. And then when you come home, 
greet you as if you've been gone for a month, uh, regardless of how your day went. Again, she's four years old, has a ton of life in her, perfect for the type of people who like to get out a little bit, but also like to stay home and and watch TV. So if Smiley sounds like the dog that uh, could fit your lifestyle, uh, hopefully you'll reach out uh, either to us or to CRCS and uh, make an appointment, see if she fits. Now, the last dog that we want to feature is Zeus. Uh, Zeus's story definitely tugs at my heartstring. Uh, he is a one-year-old Mastiff boxer mix. And so if you look at him in pictures, he looks like he's this giant Mastiff uh, brindle coloring. But when you meet him in person, he's actually a medium-sized dog. He's got that Mastiff head, the big droopy jowls, and is uh, just a sweetheart. Now, the reason that he, uh, his story tugs at my heartstrings is because he has a kidney disease and uh, unfortunately will not be around too long, but we'd love to find the right hospice foster for him. You know, he, he's full of life. He's very well behaved, um, very sweet, and uh, he deserves to spend the rest of his life in a home that will take care of him. Um, unfortunately, time's running out. Now, the nice thing about CRCS is they will take care of the medical costs. They will take care of his diet. At this point, the only thing you have to worry about is loving the hell out of that dog. So if you're looking to bring in a dog that you can care for, but know he's only got a short time, definitely reach out to us. Reach out to CRCS. See if Zeus would be a good fit. Uh, one of the things they recommend is that he is in a home by himself with no other dogs or cats. But again, he'll give you all of the love in the world for the unfortunate short amount of time that he is here. So, I mean, my heart goes out to him. Hopefully we can find him a home and uh, let him live out the rest of his life uh, the way it should be. And that does it for this week's episode of Rough Riders Rescue Tales. Uh, please, again, check out our website, roughriders.org. Check us out on social media, uh, on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash roughridersaves. And on Instagram and Twitter as well, at roughridersaves. We love your donations. We love your feedback. We love the engagement. Uh, we're looking to get this foundation to a point where we're taking over not only the Western U.S., hopefully the world. So with that, hopefully you'll be back next week with our all-new, brand-new episode number three. And until then, let us know what you think. Have a great week.